This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are live! Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to Bradford City, Up the Chickens Live! And we are streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media sites. I know the game's been postponed tomorrow, but we're still doing a podcast. The show must still go on. So, just to start off with, we've got a little bit of a running order. And the running order is, when I find it again. Uh, So, obviously, we're going to talk about the Colchester game. And obviously we're going to talk about the Doncaster game, but the Doncaster game has now been postponed due to the blistering, freezing conditions outside. So we'll talk about something else there. And I need to bloody find it because I swear I tagged it to the top, but I clearly did not. Give me 10 seconds. I did all have this planned out really perfectly about 15, 20 minutes ago and it's gone to pot. Right, here we go. You're a man, so you can't do it. Yeah. So we're going to have the post-match <laughs> Colchester chat. Uh, we're going to have latest Bradford news, Tariq Wright returns, transfers ins and outs, young situation, and obviously we're scrapping the weather forecast and score predictions, but I'm going to start off with the post-match <clears> chat. <throat> uh, so who wants to start off with the Colchester game? Don't ask me because I think I nearly fell asleep while I was listening to it on radio. 
Is that boring, yeah? Yep. I can't even remember half of it. Literally, I think I was just bored out of my head. <laughs> and that is been, bad. Must have been a really good, entertaining game then for you, love. It must have been. You lot were there, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, did you see the game, game stand? I didn't see it. I listened to it uh, on the radio. Um, so, in fact, I think I, I'm sure I fell asleep for about five, ten minutes as well. On my own, of course, I would uh, quash any rumours. Um, I know, I'm just thinking about that now. <laughs> um, I, I've got an excuse. I had a gammy eye, so I was like... Um, uh, so, yeah, so I was kind of feeling a bit under weather, but um, by the sounds of it, we were dominant in the first half, weren't we? Didn't take his chances, and uh, seemingly, as has been the case with uh, recent games, we're kind of punished for one mistake, aren't we? Yeah, because I, I, watched, I watched the game live with Callie and uh, Laney, and I thought we did okay. We didn't do brilliant. We missed a couple of chances and other bits and bobs. Uh, so that was a little bit disappointing, and it's that far away. I can't even remember who got the first goal. Who scored the first goal? It was Cookie, okay. wasn't it? Ah, yeah, because my yeah, uh, so I missed that goal because my son decided to FaceTime me on Facebook. Did you post it, did you, Johnny? No, them rumours as well. No. Uh, no, Leo FaceTime me, my son. So I missed goal. So I had to look back on my phone to see the goal. And then obviously Colchester. Colchester were there for teching and we didn't tech it like normal. Uh, so Did your son get permission from uh, adults before uh, FaceTiming you? What's that, sorry? Did your son get permission from an adult in the household before FaceTiming you? Yes. He always, he always FaceTimes me when I'm at football because I think he just likes to see the atmosphere. Excellent. Uh, so, E. Lee, what's your thoughts on the on the game, on the Colchester game? <sighs> Wouldn't I be happy to forget? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that boring, eh? First, first half, we were good, but we just... I don't know, left the shooting boots on bus. <laughs> just didn't seem to be able to pull trigger. It was like going back in time, and it was just crap. It's rubbish. We were we looked good, but we we didn't. If that makes any sense, yeah, yeah. We really didn't threaten. We didn't threaten. Cook scored, and you just knew you could see it. It it just won't there. Second half, well, I think we'd they'd set off home. I know it's a long trek in it to Colchester. Yeah, I went down on on bus with Shipley Bantams. It, I fell asleep on bus. To be honest, uh, I know it must have been a boring travel and game because everybody was falling asleep did you fall asleep uh, Lee or were you alright no I watched it all unfortunately I was two hours I'll never get back but there you go and what about yourself uh, Steve Bradford uh, the Bradford fan group did you see the game at all uh, I watched it from home Johnny um, I, I thought that the first half we played really really well um, and we were knocking about really, really nice. And then we seemed to just, I think we just got a bit too cocky. We got the goal. You know, it was it was always going to be scrappy against them because obviously they got Cowleys doing the first match at home. And I, just, I thought we were in massive control. And then we just, as usual, fell asleep. Um, I think for me, what I'm worried about at the moment is just our set pieces. Um, and it's not just the Colchester game, but, no. you know, uh, not to criticise Smallwood, but, you know, you've got to beat your first man. Um, and and I just think that, I know other fans have talked about this as well, but I, I think that we've got to basically kind of mix it up a little bit with set pieces. and uh, Because how many goals are we not basically getting because of that? And when you think about tight games, and we're going to have scrappy games during the rest of this season... Um, especially with kind of some of the football that uh, Alexander wants to play. You know, we've gone direct quite a lot. Um, I just think that we've got to utilise our set pieces a lot more effectively than we're doing because I think we're costing ourselves potential goals, mate. You can tell we're missing Jamie Walker on set pieces. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Fact. Yeah, I'm and, and, and I, on that. 
I think it's I think it's a real problem for us at the moment um, because you know we're we're just not we're just not taking those those chances as as Lee said you know we've had chances there in that game we should have killed the game off and I'm not surprised that Alexander was was angry after the game you know in his in his post match uh, uh, kind of interview because. I came away from that feeling quite deflated. I, I did think it was two points lost. I think they were there for the taking. And, you know, to then concede a goal like that where it's knocked over the top and we've fallen asleep, it, it kind of, for me, showed that we lack some pace in defence as well. We can take Halliday out of the equation. But the reality is, is I, I think that we, we're slow in terms of when we're forced back. Um, though saying that, I think Taylor's got a lot better. Um, over the, the last few games, but um, I, I think that I think we we dropped two points there easy. Communication won it there, goal. It, it would a decent ball in, but it shouldn't have gone anywhere. They should have cleared that. Yeah, and um, but it was that, slow. Did he get? Did he get a shout? Who knows? I, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I think you know. We don't, we don't want to be conceding goals anytime, but it's just the manner of some of those goals that we've conceded this year. Now, I look back at the performances that we've had in games we've had this year so far and look back at games where we, we should have come away with three points um, or even a draw in some cases. And you're just going, we've, we've, we've wasted opportunities. Um, there's no doubt that Cook's not firing on all cylinders as he was last season, no doubt about. But then you don't want to put the pressure on one man. You know, we should be we should be racking up goals from all around the pitch, and without a shadow, as Diane said, we've missed Walker. So I, I, I honestly can't even tell you. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I think we've missed him some chronic. I think our forward line's just getting in each other's way all the time, and the chances that would have fallen to Cook alone, you've got three people trying to go for the same ball. Yeah. It's an interesting thing you say there, uh, Steve, about um, like Walker, because I think if you think of last season, he was out for half a season, and when we drew a lot of games at home, and when he started, when he came back into the team, we started. I know we dropped points towards the end of the season, but everybody were dropping points. We started actually picking up results, as in like wins, because he's so influential. Uh, and I mean, I can't, I can't get my head around how some people did, did, didn't rate him at all last season. I, you know, but anyway. Makes no sense, does it? But, but the other thing as well, um, I was just on, like, as you do, kind of like messing about on YouTube and on the algorithm, Hanson's goal at Villa Park came on and Gary Jones' corner. Oh, it was pinpoint. It was absolute pinpoint. And, you know, it's kind of, um, I know there are hierarchies in teams, but surely managers should sort of say to Smallwood, either you bloody practice those like Beckham used to practice or we kind of change the, the, the uh, you know the, the set piece taker because it's kind of it was a thing last season wasn't it I mean to get what just two goals from defence well Halliday but that was kind of in open play but from like set pieces you know from defenders where under like Parky when we had people putting in a good ball you had Andrew Davis you had Rory McArdle you know and obviously Big Jim kind of like a threat up front we don't look like that, unfortunately, do we? Um, so I think the thing is, Stan, that, you know, when you look back at, at Parky's days with that side, our, our, our kind of defence, when you're going into set pieces with corners, they, they'd move. I mean, the amount of times that McArdle's coming on the right um, and he's come round the back. Um, but when you look at our setup for, for corners, particularly, we're very static as a side. We, 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 there's no kind of making the defence think uh, when, when we're in and I, I'd love to see us just basically kind of drag them around a bit and move, you know um, we, we seem to have just lost that ability but as I said, the biggest groan for me and you, you hear it from the fans when, we're, when we've got set pieces, when we just don't beat that first man 100%, 100% you know um, we have sort of tried different, I think you know, sort of um, for me, uh, I think Walker's probably been best on set pieces, but you know, he, there's improvement there really in terms of. Uh, I'm sure he could sort of do better um, from from those kind of situations. But you know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But 
do teams not kind of practice and practice and practice these things? You know, yeah, I've said it for years that we just don't pull the trigger like we used to do. Yeah, People we, don't back themselves. We just don't, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's truly that. Actually, you know, you, you're looking for the. I've, a couple of times at half time, I've I've kind of put posts up as myself, and I've said that we we just lack any any movement. We're we're not kind of looking for the ball. We're not looking taking a chance on a break or something like that. And I, I just wish that that the players had you know go. Do you know, I'm going to take a chance and just try and pick out get you know get picked out here because I, I think we, we we've definitely got the talent to finish balls when when we when we really put our mind to it but uh, yeah set pieces for me are a, a major problem right now and i i just want to see a little bit more movement and making their defenders think about it uh, rather than what we know is going to happen balls going to come in it's not going to beat the first man we're going to try and recycle at the edge of the 18 yard box and more than likely we're going to probably overhit the cross back in which has happened quite a lot this year yep do you think that's oh, <laughs> sorry, Lee? Go ahead, mate. Sorry. No, you're all right. I just, I, I was just gonna just add to that. You're exactly right. That, I, but I just do think our strikers have this mentality that, oh, it's a ball coming in, and they all go for it, and they get in each other's way. They yeah, just get in each other's way. And and that's just kind of like tactical awareness, isn't it? It's, structure, it's, it's structured yeah. as well, knowing where to run. We, and, you mentioned Walker. He knows yeah. where to run. He yeah. knows when to run. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed as well, quite a few times, I've, last few matches I've really, really noticed it because I've been watching Andy Cook quite closely and watching his movement. Just try to see, you know, if there is a confidence issue with him. But the amount of times he's bollocked people around him, this... this, this frustrated, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you just where you know where he's been expecting a ball to go in, which I think last season he would have got, and they've just not taken a chance, and he's lost his rag. Uh, and I, and more and more, I'm seeing that in last few games. Definitely, I've seen him where he's lost his temper. Yeah, um, um, and and I'm really had a go. Um, but I, I agree with Lee. I think you've got to then get back to if you've seen that, and Alexander might be working on that. Who knows? I, I don't. I'm not going to second guess the man. I think he's. I think he's done great so far. But you know, they've got to start doing these drills, haven't they? Where they're doing it over and over again, so it becomes like second nature to them. Especially when you're trying to dabble with different formations or changing in formations and things like that. I just like to see. I just like to see him, you know, take a chance sometimes and make some movement. Uh, that they wouldn't normally do. To be honest, Steve, I think so. I think that's that's kind of part of Andy Cook's game. I think all last season, probably because you've picked up on it, because you know, but he, he constantly bollocking the players around him because he wants certain types of balls in. Um, but I think maybe he's more frustrated at the moment. But that we, we observed that as as far back as like last season. I think some of the. Uh, uh, balls like he would have a go at Halliday, um, etc. So I think, I think that is part of Cook's game. But yeah, he probably is a frustrated figure. And in terms of like, um, yeah, the movement and stuff, he's kind of. I think it's a bit incumbent on players themselves to kind of work it out or to kind of study the game a bit. You know, he's kind of. We get that, you know, like they're in a privileged position because they're good enough to play football at a professional level, whatever that level is, and they, that's what they do all day. And you know, it's kind of like, well, how do you better yourself? You know, just not, I'm not saying I'm the only person, but and it's kind of it is comparable. But I'm constantly on on um, for myself and my own self development, looking to how to improve to get better at what I do. And, and surely that's got to be, you know, whether that's an age thing, but I'm sure players at high levels do that. And is that a symptom of the fact that they're playing at a lower level? And that's why generally they're at a lower level because they're kind of, they're almost not, tech, they're either not able to take things on board or they they just aren't as, as, as focused or as like, you look at Ronaldo. I mean, the, the guy was obsessed. I know he's a one-off, but the guy was obsessed with improving himself. And we don't really, do you see that at that level? You know, is it a case of, are they waiting for the manager to kind of lead that? But where's that innate desire 
to improve their own game. And I could be doing them a disservice because they might be doing that, you know, and, and everybody's got a, a, a level at what you, you know, in terms of whatever you do in life, everybody's got a level of natural ability. But, you know, there's nothing stopping you running hard, running all day. There's nothing stopping you trying to improve the skill sets that you have. You know, it's like Vinnie Jones. He was limited, but he worked hard at his game. And, and do they do that at this level? I don't know. I think you're right. I think they're just it, it it's got to be in a player to want to improve. However good your manager is, he's, if he don't want to improve and he's okay at a level Do they actually listen to the manager anymore? Player power you heard a lot about it. That's well, a million question, isn't it? I think I think that kind of it's got to come down to passion, hasn't it? It's got to. Well, I think he's got to come down to a lot of things, hasn't it? You know, and, and I don't wish to kind of go over all ground, but like when I was talking about clarity after Hughes left, and and, and for mm. me, it's like, well, there's nothing stopping you saying, "Can you explain that, please, Gaffer?" You know, uh, I, you, I, I, I'd be like, you know, sort of like in a self-depreciating way, deprecating way, I'd be like, "Sorry, Gaffer, <laughs> I've been a bit sick. Can you explain?" Because I don't understand. And do they do that, or do they kind of like maybe they're too scared to do that? I don't know, but you know, um, I think I think it's it's not just about passion. I think it's about kind of, and I'm sure the lads want to improve, but it's like, well, how how many of them are kind of thinking, what is it? What do I need to study in the game, like in my position? What do I need to do? Is there somebody that I can speak to? And maybe they do that, and like I say, maybe they're, they're just at a level. Or maybe they just don't think of that, and that's, that's you know. Stan. Do you do you get the impression that uh, Alexander's a lot more approachable? I've just kind of picked up on a few things during his press conferences where he seems to be communicating directly with players, rather uh, you know, rather than in groups. Actually, he's probably doing that as well. But he seems to be talking to players. Um, or I get the impression he's uh, him as a manager is talking to players directly a lot more than maybe what we've had in the past. Um, tr- trying to understand them. Um, do, do you think that might come to fruition? We might see kind of better performances from individuals. Just touching on what you're saying about developing or finding you know, kind of ways to improve their play, your play. It could be, it could be, you know, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's like, he's, he's likeable enough, isn't he? And he was, I was, I actually made a point of listening to his uh, presser from yesterday and um, he was talking about, you know, sort of when, a, when he was talking to Jake Young and the, um, the reference point he always uses is his own career. And he said, if it had spoken to him seven years ago, It'd be, he said like something along the lines of, well, I'd have told it, it's this way, this is how it is. Whereas now he seems to have a little more empathy. or, or So maybe he's, he's developed as a person and he's obviously got more life experience as well as managerial experience. So yeah, I got that from that as well. Th- 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 that could be. I mean, that could be. You know, it's, he's kind of, I think... Older and wiser. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think like, um, like I say, it comes across as a genuinely good guy. And, um, you know, I think everybody's got their own way, whether he's like, you know, sort of whatever methods you use, whether, you know, you use like um, sports science and, and data to kind of look at, you know, players' fitness levels. I mean, I can't imagine that Hughes didn't do that stuff, but everybody's different. And it's, and you, you possibly, you know, you're quite right. It's, it's quite possible that that's the case. Um, I think bottom line is for Colchester game, we should have been 3 0 up by half time and we weren't. Agree with you on and that then, one, 100%. Well, second thought, half, wheels fell off. End I, of. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were basically doing pretty well with it, like pressing well and all that lot, then all of a sudden it just went to shit. Uh, well, right. he, he, he said, Johnny, didn't he, in, in his, uh, his post match uh, presser? that uh, he was really unhappy because he said we should have pressed the ball up the field and that would have stopped that kind of uh, knocking the ball over the top. And it's the first time during his managerial career at Bradford so far that I've heard anger there, which I was quite pleased about hearing because I felt that we were robbed. Yeah. So, moving on, guys and girls. So, originally the next part was obviously going to be about the 
Doncaster game. Obviously, the game's been called off. So, we're just going to talk about a couple of transfers, what I've gone through, and just get people's thoughts. So, start off with Oliver's to Stevenage, and then Ossie Debe to Forest Green. What's people's thoughts on that? And just start off with Stan and work away round, really. So, what's your thoughts on it, Stan? On the transfers of Oliver and Ossie Debe? Sorry, Johnny, I'm going to have to jump out and back in because my phone's gone a bit quiet. So, I'm having a bit of a few issues. So, I'll, I'll come to me last. I'll, I'll come in and, and back out. I'll come out and back in. All right. Diane? I think if they weren't getting game time, I think it's a good for them. Well, Ossie Debe's gone on permanently down to Forest Green then everybody's taking Mickey out about Troy Delaney being sacked then after they've signed him yeah the Aussie um, Debbie effect yeah the Aussie Debbie effect let's just get him in and we'll sack him and Oliver I think it'll do him good because he hasn't been really getting game time so he might get game time under Steve Evans so and then if he comes back at end of the season he might be better oh, and be scoring goals for him what, what's the money on uh, Oliver like smashing in like 15 goals and becoming their top goal scorer right next couple of games he more likely will you know what'll happen don't you that he's gonna go and he's gonna score goals unlike he's been scored he's not been scoring for us so what's there your, you go what's your thoughts on it steve the current transfers so the oliver thing didn't really surprise me i think he, he obviously has come back after a long injury um his return in terms of uh, of goals for Bradford has not been particularly good. Um, and I think there's a good football there. And he's obviously worked with Evans before, so it probably was a no-brainer for him. But if it gets him kind of kicking on, I, I do think there's a good player in there. Uh, I really do. I think, I think there is a player in there that just probably needs a bit of confidence, needs to get a run of games, build his fitness up. But I think it's a good move for all parties, is that one. And... Um, uh, you know, I think it was being mooted that he'd um, he'd go there permanently, but obviously uh, a loan still means that if he starts banging him in again, as seems to be the case that uh, Bradford uh, City players go off and start banging goals in, then it could be good for us. Um, Yossi Deby, uh, yeah, I don't think he he's been right since he took that horrific injury. To be fair, um, and there's you know there's flashes of brilliance with him. Um, but most of the time it was, you know, the amount of times I've counted this season where he's been headless chicken mode and just put his head down and running into trouble and things like that mm. and doing too much. Yeah. It's a, it's a good move for, for him. You know, I don't think he was going to really get the long-term game time at Bradford City. Um, the fact that we've got a fee for him as well, I think is particularly impressive. Um, and, you know, regardless of what's happened with Troy Deeney, you know, he's going to have to lift his career up and, and start doing something. The likelihood is, that, I mean, they're heavily tipped to go down this year of Forest Green. Um, so we'll see. But I think he's good business by the club. I think we, I don't think he, he really, he, he, he not taken to people's hearts at Bradford. I don't think he had much of a future there, especially after some of the performances this season. So good business for us. Good business for for us because it frees up some cash, and um, and we'll see now what uh, what happens. But I think we've been mooted about signing a Forest Green player today. I've seen various posts about it. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But that's what I think of the current transfers. And before we go to Stan, we've actually had a Facebook comment from Robbie Day, uh, and he's put Oliver to Stephen. It is a great move. He plays. Uh, he plays his best under Evans. We don't need to get the best out of him, even if there is a sell-on clause for him. Reduce the pay in wage in the club and try to bring someone in more forward. Best we could get out of, we get a fee for all of it, so I can't complain. Right, Stan, what's your thoughts on Oliver, if you could hear me, slash Ossie Yes, I can, thank you. Um, yeah, pretty much echoing what, what's been said. I think um, I think with Oliver, um, he's it was probably a strange sign, signing last summer in that he didn't seem to be the type of player that um, we were sort of signing. We were signing kind of 
you know, of a League Two standard, but kind of like, you know, sort of, you could see Hughes was trying to play more sort of um, higher, further up the league sort of football. Um, I wish him the best, and like everyone said, he's kind of, um, you know, it, it could be a win-win for us because, like, Stephen is not in our league, so he does well for them. Um, we either get a, a fee or um, we kind of bring him back for next season. Um, and, and he starts, you know, kind of doing a business for us. Um, with Paddy, I think, um, well, I, th- I think we've kind of taken advantage of um, Forest Green's desperation. I don't mean that to denigrate Paddy, but in terms of they, they'll be like, try to throw money at, at survival. So we've done well to get a, a fee. And I think it's best all round. I think um, with regards to this season, I, I, I think, I mean, he was he was a popular player last season, uh, at Davy, and for some reason in the summer he just didn't kick on. You know, he kind of started to get a bit of game time back end, came on at Swindon, etc., and, and and so on, and, and obviously had a, a summer's um, you know sort of uh, freshness, but he just could not, he couldn't adapt or couldn't take on board what was being asked of him. So. Um, the a frustrating player. I, I seem to remember that, like I think it was the Walsall fans were saying that he's really inconsistent um, and, and typical of a player at that level. So I just wish him the best, and I think it's a good move all round. And Lee, have you got any thoughts on it on the Oliver yeah. slash? Well, the Dan Oliver just needs to play games, but consistency is the key, isn't it? Yeah. And if anyone else uh, wants to, sorry, if anyone else wants Oster, to chat about Ossadini or Oliver, foot requesting. We've said many times, you know, it's been said in here and and everywhere can go. <laughs> it, it's it's no big deal, Ossadini going. We've got how many midfielders? Yeah, we've got quite a bit. Uh, so Robbie again is chirped up. He will be good for Forest Green. Oh, this is Osidebe. He will be good for Forest Green. Bradford are known for getting rid of players and they perform elsewhere. Yeah, uh, Osidebe will be starting the 11 and wouldn't surprise me if he bangs a few. I know the ch- everyone always seems to leave Bradford and turns into prime Messi. He shows up in training, just can't handle the pressure on the pitch and the stress from the fans. Will be better for him and his career. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Mm. And next on the list, because we've got another 30 minutes to, to get rid of, uh, Tariq Wright has returned to Bradford City. And I'll do same again. Start off with Diane and we'll work at Cross. Uh, we'll just watch your thoughts on Tariq Wright. Join in, Diane. I'm glad he's back because last season I don't think he wanted to go back. He didn't want to go back to Aston Villa. Then he went to Plymouth. And I think Plymouth fans dictate to him, if I remember rightly, but then they've started going or you can have him back and everything because he's not playing well for him. Hmm. So I think he's going to do really well for us. And you can tell when he's done his interview, even though I've not watched it, that he's happy to be back at happy to be back at Bradford because it's yeah. unfinished business. I don't because uh, I heard a rumor about Tariq Wright from other City fans, and apparently he gave the two finger salute to some Plymouth fans. I ah, played for Plymouth, and then the Plymouth fans yep. got on his case. So I'm I'm glad <clears> he's <throat> back. We did miss yeah. him in the playoffs, so I'm hope he comes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Tuesday now tears up Salford a new one. Uh, oh, definitely, Steve. So, what's your thoughts on Tariq Wright? I think it's that pace that we that we need up front. I think he's got the ability to kind of. Um, take players on and, and, and beat them. There's no doubt that uh, he's happy to be back. He's had a torrid time at Plymouth. They don't rate him. Um, they've never really rated him. He, I mean, I remember when first couple of games he was there, they were they were going, you know, how can Bradford fans say that uh, he's fantastic? Um, but I, I, I do believe him when he says he feels he's got unfinished business. You know, the fact, though, is that he chose to take that Plymouth offer. I think we matched... The, uh, the offer from Plymouth in terms of salary and things like that, and he chose to go to Plymouth, which I can understand. You know, you're a young player. You want to basically go uh, to as high a state, the you know, level as you can. But I'm just wondering whether that was a mistake on um, on his part. 
and I think that you know, judging by the interview I've seen, I mean, I think he's trying to hint at that with the you know I've got unfinished business here. I feel I let down fans when I went. Uh, I, I knew I was going, and I, I saw that people had, had my name put on the back of shirts and stuff like that. So I think it's a good signing for right now. Um, I think that you know it's a case of that his pace can can do a lot of damage as we've seen. Um, he can he know he does know where the net is, um, and it'll be interesting to see how he fits in kind of like the way that we've been playing um, and, and what Alexander does now to try and you know accommodate him within that side. Um, but I think it's going to be great him linking up with uh, wing backs and things like that because I think that. That could that could be good. So I think good signing. Um, um, it'd be nice if we could, you know, if he performs really really well, we can keep him and and he comes back to the, to us permanently. But time will tell. But right now, yeah, pretty decent signing that. Okay, before we go to Stan again, uh, we've had Robbie again uh, on Facebook. I'm glad people are watching us on Facebook. I'll give you a wave. Hi, Facebook. How's it going? Right, uh, right. Uh, what can you say? Heard he turned a few clubs down, didn't want to leave Bradford last year. He came back to prove a point and make it up to us. He's always smiling. Plymouth fans gave him stick after he missed an open goal where they drew 1-1. And we uh, we wasn't happy with his start starting time. He made 0% crosses into the box, which isn't good. But I think he will prove a point at Bradford and that's why... He has a smile on his face and he loves the fans, like he said. Okay, moving on to Mr. Stan again. Thoughts on Mr. Yeah. Wright? Uh, I, th- I think, like, pretty much what, what people said. I, I think it's interesting because, um, you know, he went and, and you know, you, you can't sort of begrudge him for, for going last season. I, I th- it'd be interesting because, obviously, different, slightly different way of playing. Um, but, obviously... Um, you know, Alexander must think, well, yeah, I can kind of use that. He's definitely got pace, but it's not just pace. It's, I know it kind of sounds weird, but it's how much, how kind of much forward he gets with the ball at, at pace. You know what I mean? He kind of, he covers so much ground, like, and it's any pro will tell you, you know, when you're coming up anyone with pace, um, you know, that, that's kind of what they fear the most. I mean, we only possibly need to get, because he said he's got about 60 minutes in him, so if we can get 60 minutes at full throttle um, you know that that hopefully would, would be enough um, yeah if, if he comes back and does well um, it might be one of those that he could, you know Plymouth would be happy to get get rid and, and cut the losses in that sense and yeah um, it, it, it's kind of it, it's a good sign that he's, he's genuinely got a smile on his face being back um, and let's hope that we get first season Tyree like we did, we, unlike where we got Dion last season, and his second season was awful. So um, let's hope this isn't the case with uh, with, with young Tyree. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Lee, what's your thoughts on Wright? Totally agree with that last thing about Pereira. <laughs> Just let's hope that Tyree, it's a ground running. My dream is to see Walker back in the seat, team. Tyreek Wright, Jake Young in the middle with Cook, and well, on the on the left, we've got lots of options, and that is a mouthwater. And get Pato back in midfield. That team should score goals, shouldn't it? Yeah. So then, moving on now to. Everyone's favourite dilemma. <laughs> Mr. Young. Mr. Jake Young. Uh, I've just seen on the TNA that they've... Actually, I'll read the... I'll just quickly get the article up because I've got it up in front of me. Um, so, City have knocked back a third attempt to sign Jake Young. Uh, City have turned down another bid for Jake Young. The Telegraph and Agos understands the third offer has been made for the striker who has been re- what has been rejected. It's thought it's come from a League One side who've previously been knocked back. So that I'm, my mind's thinking Carlisle or another team. Carlisle confirmed they made an undis- unsuccessful bid. While Exeter, Port Vale have also been linked with Young, who's still 18 months left on his contract, plus another option in favour. That has put City in a strong position 
to drive a hard bargain for the 22-year-old who has not been involved since recalling from his Swindon loan after completing, not complaining of soreness in his ankle. And then it's on about uh, Paul, Paul Simpson accusing Bantams of slapping ridiculous price tag. I just don't want him to go there. Um, so we'll go from Stan, Stan and then just basically what's people's thoughts on Jake Young's situation. Uh, well, I, I, I've got two words to say to Paul Simpson, but but it's like second one ends in off a bit. Exactly. Um, <laughs> whenever you're selling something, you sell it at the price you think it. Exactly right. And so if if it's like let's say a million pounds, just whatever it is, you don't want to pay. That's fine. You know that, that, that's fine. And I think and I'm, I'm pleased actually that City are kind of um, sticking to the guns because. You know, it, it does sound like it is Carlisle, doesn't it, that I've put a, a, another bid in. And it's like, well, how, de- how desperate are you to, to stay up then? Um, but I would love to see uh, Jake Young uh, stay, uh, definitely. And listen to, you know, talking about the Adams uh, interview. So a presser is basically, you know, um, I, there, there are elements of Jake Young that wants to stay at Bradford. And obviously, you know, if, if you've got all these clubs coming after you, going to turn your head so let's hope that for, from a City point of view um, and for a Jake Young point of view that he stays with us gets another 10 goals between now and the end of the season at least and um, you know kind of thrives And because anyone in a Claret and Amber shirt all we want them to do is do well for the shirt that's all you can ask and, and whether it's a player you like or dislike so I hope he stays and Paul Simpson can well say he can fuck off so <laughs> So before we go to Diane, uh, my thoughts on this is I really hope we do not wait until like the 30th of January and then decide, oh yeah, we'll sell him and then there'll be no backup option. Uh, But also Robbie again on Facebook has put, uh, they won't play Young till after January. Why would you play him mid-January? You wait till the very last moment. If you want to, uh, if you want rid and expect the bid. If you play Jake Young, has a bad game, etc. The price tag will go down. Uh, would love to see. I'll stay alongside and see his performance. Yet, yeah. okay, uh, Diane. Johnny, though, just to kind of oh, counter sorry. that, not not counter it, but but if he plays for us, that's it. You can't sign for another club because you can't play for. Uh, you can only play for two sides in a season. Yep. So, so he either plays for us or he doesn't, and that'll be the signal. Yep. Uh, Diane? I hope Jake Young stays, but I wish they'd turn around and told um, that person up in Carlisle to F off when they went for Harry, but never mind that. Because I think it's funny he's letting goals in. I'm sorry, but, uh, yeah. but I we'll hope Jake does stay. We'll move on to that in a minute, Diane. So he might need your tissues for that. Oh, my tissue. What tissues? I don't need them anymore. I've deleted all... Well, I haven't deleted my pictures of him, but never mind that. Um, Have you sold your cups? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I haven't sold my cups. I'm still using them. They do fact oh. to break them at work, though. The oh, um, no. I hope he stays. And like Stan says, Paul Simpson can go F off for Jake Young. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't normally swear, but hey-ho. So, uh, this is um, an extreme podcast. I know it is, I know, but yeah, I just hope he stays, or if we do get an offer, it's a decent offer for him, and hopefully they won't consider it, but um, but like you say, 31st of January, just hope that, like you say, up to midnight, they can sell him until 31st of January, so we just have to wait and see, fingers crossed, and everything crossed that he'll be staying. And Miss, uh, Steve, what's your thoughts on Jake Young? <sighs> Well, if uh, you listen to, to my thing uh, the other night, I, I said that I was a little bit disappointed with Swindon um, playing him when he was injured, and I thought there was some form of protective cover in place for, for lone players where you know they've got to think of the best interests, etc. But that's by the by. Um, I think it's really interesting that um, that that he's he's been out with an injury. Call me the sceptic, I don't know. Um, and I also think it's really, really bad form of uh, Simpson to um, conduct himself in the way that he has conducted himself because 
you know, the registration for that player is with Bradford City. Bradford City have a, a contract with him with an extension. We're under no pressure to sell. Well, what we know from the outside. Um, so, you know, and as, uh, as others have said, you know, the price is the price. You know, you can moan all you want as another manager about the price of a player, but if Bradford City value Jake Young at half a million pound or a million pound or whatever, that's the price. And it doesn't matter what Simpson says. But I, I just think it's really, really kind of bad form that he's come out and made these comments, not once, but a few times. And, you know, trying to unsettle, obviously, unsettle a player. Um, uh, and, you know, I hope that Young stays and proves his, proves his worth. I really do. But then again, we haven't had his goals all this half season. Um, we've, that means we're not missing much. Um, and if he goes, then we get the best price for him and, and hopefully Sparks will reinvest back into the team. We'll see. But um, I, I, I'm just really disappointed with, uh, with Carlisle. Um, and it doesn't help, obviously, that they've tried to kind of do this this fake rivalry with us and things like that. Um, uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's even more so. I, I, if he could go else, he can go somewhere, but just as long as it isn't to Carlisle. And Lee, what's your thoughts on that Jake Young situation? Well, you've set me off now. Jake Young, uh, Graham Alexander recently stated in an interview that he set the price high deliberately because he doesn't want to sell him. And he doesn't believe Jake actually really wants to go. Part of him wants to stay. And he's spoken to him, so we can't know what went on in that conversation other than there must have been something in that conversation that made Graham Alexander think, I want him in my team and he wants to stay. Simpson up in Carlisle is a conniving, whining little shit. And should never probably manage a football club again. But he's got the job at the minute. But all he does is whine about how much it is and we can't afford this. Uh, we, it's our player. It's our price. Don't like it. Do one. Yeah. Don't mention words like... I won't, no. I'll say how I feel. <laughs> I feel quite strongly because I actually think Jake Young wants to stay. And I would love to see him prove everybody wrong. And getting that team and play with Cook. And right now as well, I mean, Jake took Banks' place a couple of times, scored a couple of goals and then mysteriously got dropped. We don't know why. But there were obviously issues with Hughes, which is well documented and doesn't need to be gone into again. With a different manager, a different outlook, he may well get another 16 goals if we can get him playing. Mm. That's the golden thing. We don't know, and everybody's speculating, and should leave Lad alone, really. Let him get on with job. So I think, though, like, I think, to be honest with you, though, mate, it, the, the speculation aspect of things, not being helped by an opposing manager, kind of speaking to the media every two seconds and basically yeah. kind of trying to unnerve the lad. But media, media are uh, encouraging that by talking to him, aren't they? Yeah. You know, and it might be a different team that's coming for him for this third thing. But the other, the, there are other teams that are probably trying to do the same thing and drive the price down and make Bradford look bad for pricing our own player, which is something that every football league professional team does. Can you imagine going to Man United and saying, oh, well, you want 10 million for him, we'll give you a fiver. What? <laughs> They'd laugh at you. I think if Swindon had basically had the money, they'd have probably signed him. They, they had opportunities to do so, I think. Um, well, they're but, imploding at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're that Clem guy who's uh, yeah. running things there, it seems to be. They seem to have gone from from out the frying pan into the fire, those poor guys. I feel for them right now. I feel for players. I don't feel for people that's put them in that position. Well, that's what I meant, mate. Um, yeah. yeah. So, moving on, uh, the supporters board, I don't know if anyone has seen it, I know you, was on a, you talked about it on your space yesterday, Steve, about the meeting with Bradford City they uh -huh. did, 
and just seeing did anybody else see what like what the supporters board questions got asked and then the questions what got knocked back did anyone see any of them i just seen a bit by reddit see if i can get it up here on on facebook i've I've not seen that so the supporters board uh, obviously had their meeting with bradford city in december the 7th and it's only taken absolute forever so let me just quickly make this bigger so i can see it because my eyesight i'm getting old now yeah so a couple of questions got asked like uh for example the halftime draw they've now added a cash price to make it a little bit better uh did, something about people bringing in items stewarding has been improved so they don't bring these items in concerns ridden about the kiosks apparently having a meeting with tiffins about that and then seizing tickets and then they go on about lightning outside the bike sheds and then someone has asked if i can find it um about safe standing in other words now they're saying the club cannot afford it uh not feasible at present due to the cost of six figures some to install in the home section and then like people have asked about uh official club travel and away travel no plans response from club no plans at present someone's asked about ticket prices for example crew being 27 pounds that were a joke of a price where we charge 20 response from club uh must be charged the same for home and away fans it's up to the individual club to price their tickets and then stadium wi-fi on about basically we're getting stadium wi-fi soon membership website uh, soft drinks hot water and basically it just looks like a the club can't really be asked answering questions really uh but then moving on and the following comes with a trigger warning especially for you diane so i know we t- touched on it a little bit uh, so for the last 10 minutes or so, what's people's thoughts on this fake rivalry with Carlisle? It's like I posted a video up of uh, Jordan Gibson tackling uh, a Barnsley player at penalty box, giving away a penalty, and then Barnsley scored this penalty. I ended up getting about 4,000 views on Facebook, or 4K views on Facebook, uh, sorry, on Twitter, or X, whatever it's called now. But I did end up getting a lot of stick for it. So I end up taking it down, but I just want to see what people's thoughts are on the, the rivalry of Carlisle, really. I'm just start off with Stan and work away. I think it may have started when um, the season went uh, under Derek, when we went up there and lost 2-0. Uh, and, and it's down to um, like the likes of Gibson and, and Amari playing for him and, and, and the City fans giving him sticks. So they may have kind of have that sort of sage mentality. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's like Carlisle who, you know, sort of, we don't have a natural rivalry uh, with them. We've, yeah, it, it's, it seems like a contrived rivalry and the best thing to do is just to ignore them, you know, just kind of, there's that meme where like people are talking and somebody says something and they look over and then they just carry on talking, you know, it's, yeah, just, just kind of don't feed it and, and, um, I know it's easy, easy said than done sometimes when when some people are trying to wind you up. But I think that the worst thing that you can do to those people are just ignoring them. Worst thing for them that is. And Diane, your thoughts? Well, Carlisle, um, they've just started. They, I think they think that they've come the rival with us because of what happens in the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. The beaters in the playoffs have a go at us, and now they've got Harry. And even you put out about Harry going, you get, well, he's not your player anymore. Young kids crying, ha, 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 which is not right by Carlisle fans to do that. And I got told to change my profile picture because he wasn't our player anymore last week. But Carlisle have always been like that because guys have played Carlisle in FA Cup first round in the 1990s. We played at Valley Parade. There were police there because Carlisle fans have always been hooligans. 
and it was only against an non-league club. It's when the cop was the cop. Because they got the cop. Okay. And uh, yeah, Steve? Sorry, Steve? I'm just... What about your thoughts? Yeah, Carlisle. Um, and there isn't a rivalry there. They're, they're just basically kind of uh, a wind-up merchants. They come onto the hashtags and say their pieces. There was always going to be basically kind of some feedback from them over the Harry Lewis thing because they think they got one us up one up on us. Um you know, I, I don't you know I don't want to see really any like first team player um who's you know who's performing okay and had a great season last year. I don't really want them to go. I think you know it means that we've got to find another keeper and when I think there's other positions that we need to look at. But you know I, they are they do have form for um uh, for being quite vindictive, um, they've just been charged again. I think for for racist chants and things like that. Uh, I'm sure I read somewhere. But the fact is, is that they they went up. Good luck to them. They beat us. We lost. That's it. They've gone up, um, and they should they should move on um, because ultimately the reality is is that um, Lewis isn't our player anymore. They're doing their thing in League One. Um, for me, I don't even give them a second thought until they're kind of bouncing around on our hashtag and and taunting people and being generally little shits. So um, I don't think there is a rivalry there. I think it's one that they want to contrive and keep going. Um, and I think that the sooner that we just basically pay them no heed and you know they'll they'll, they'll go off and find something else to do. But um, most of them are idiots in terms of what they say anyway as well, and I don't think they represent the club very, very well in a lot of cases. So, um, hey-ho. But, no, I don't I don't see a rival with them. I don't give them a second thought, Johnny. Because it always makes... Oh, before, sorry, before we go to Lee, it always makes me laugh, though. It's like, as soon as that goal went in, uh, that penalty went in, do you reckon Carlisle fans just picked up the phone and went, oh, let's have a look at hashtag... Oh yeah, we're getting some shit on hashtag on BCFC. Yeah, let's let's give it some <laughs> shit. That's what I don't get. It's like the they're just looking and then they're obviously typing stuff out because of all trouble. They they do seem to basically kind of um, make a beeline for our hashtag whenever um, uh, you know anything closely remote. You know, is is to basically kind of Bradford. They're they're all over it. So. Yeah, if they want to waste their time that way, that's fine on them. I, I, I just think that they've got nothing else. But they, let's face it, they haven't exactly got a season at the moment that they can cheer about, uh, despite all the bravado when they did beat us. You know, we're going to basically be all right up in League One and we'll do this and we'll do that. They've not had a good season. And um, and Simpson's under real pressure. The, uh, you know, with new owners, they've got money to invest. Realistically, how long do they hold out with Simpson in charge? You know, I think in the next couple of weeks he could be vacating his position because those Americans will want to preserve their investment and try and save this season. Um, mm. But you know, I'm sure they'll be on our timeline again or trying to link us with uh, link themselves with Alexander and things like that. Knowing them, <laughs> uh, yeah, late. Kalilu, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I'm just saying it's, it's it's all in their heads. I don't think there's a Bradford City fan that actually gives a flying fart what Carlisle think or say or do. Bring it on. We'll see who's top dog. Because we'll be playing them next season if we don't go up. Or if they buy some quirk of wizardry. Because it's a strange place, Carlisle, out there in its own, isn't it? So. Mm. You know, if they do manage to survive and we get promotion and go up, we'll just go smash them. Simple as. They're uh, storing up problems for themselves that can get stuffed. <laughs> yeah, I think I think personally they're going to go down. Uh, it's like I know they've got... I think, I, I think so. They've got Armstrong, didn't they, who was linked with Wrexham once and I think he scored. It's like watching the Barnsley game and then looking at the hashtag... Uh, the Barnsley defending were horrible. They just kept passing it. Passing it to yeah. themselves and messing up, really. But they still managed to get a win, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> Agent Devante Cole there, doing his thing. 
There you go. Yeah, former former Bradford player that, wasn't he? Yeah. Where, where did we get it? Where did Bradford get him from? His dad. His dad fetched him, didn't he? I can't for remember. a trial because he kept falling out with people all the time, and his dad, Andy Cole, fetched him to Bradford. And well, he's a superstar, isn't he, Devante? Superstar Devante Cole. His dad was deadly from half an inch, you know. Okay, right. Uh, any anyone one got like last four minutes or so? Does anyone else want to fill anything in or any news or anything anyone wants to share? Okay, take that silence as a no. Uh, no, definitely not because it's too bloody cold. It's, it is. It's, <laughs> it too, is too cold. You see, this is what happens when you take the weather forecast out. I know. It was going to be over to you, Johnny, in the studio I know. for the weather forecast. Uh, this is why we all know what the weather forecast is. Yeah, it's warm, freezing. Set to get warmer. I bet it's going to be crack. I'm actually, actually, you are going to get weather forecast, and I bet it's going to be absolutely cracking flags tomorrow. Uh, Six degrees, they say. Weather, weather, weather. Uh, plus good. Let's check the weather. I, you've, you've got me going now, Worley. Uh, let's check this weather <laughs> forecast for tomorrow. Well, we miss it. I know you miss it. This is, this is it's highlighted. a thing. It's this a thing a... now. All oh, right. All right. So tomorrow's rain in the Bradford district is going to be a mm. lovely four to six degrees. And from 11 o'clock onwards, it's supposed to piss it down. So, yeah. I think That's they've... the downside. It's getting warmer. We're getting rain. Yeah. Also, yes. am I the match on uh, Tuesday night on then? I don't know. It's supposed to it rain. The... It's supposed to rain Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> Monday. Oh, is it waterlogged pitch? Yeah, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. Game's going to be off. Game's going to be off Tuesday. I can tell you that. Snorkel and flipper training in the morning. Yeah. Arm, arm bands. Arm bands for Tuesday. Yeah. Right. So I'm just going to hit this button here. Everyone's going to get muted. Right, so I want to say thank you for everybody for coming along today. And also people on the Twitch, Facebook and YouTube. If you like what you're hearing, we've got a, a small podcast out. Uh, what's on Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio and Pandora in America. And also we've got our Facebook page, Bradford City of the Chickens on Facebook. And I know I keep plugging my own channel, but if you want to go, stop what you're doing now. If you're listening to us, stop what you're doing. Head over to Braysodge One on YouTube. That's B R A Y S O J One. Give me a follow, please. I'm like 20 away, 30 away from getting verified. <laughs>
So this good, the second go, when they hit the post, well, I'm sure I'll never forget those last few minutes, ever. And the last few seconds of the game on TV, when they show Robin Bates willing the rest of the time. The look on their faces were magic, absolutely magic. Now we're at the top, get our tickets for the cup, let's give a cheer, bells are... The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.